ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the latest edition of the Rabble Boys State of the Union podcast. It has been a little while. Um, it's gonna slow down a little bit uh, from here on out. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna speak for anybody else, but I know, you know, sometimes. At least, you know, me personally, when it comes to video games, sometimes, you know, it's like, hey, you get, you get on a, you get stuck on a game and you just play it, play it, play it, play it, play it. And, you know, then after a little while, you're kind of like, all right, let's, you know, let's switch it up and, you know, play something else for a little while and, you know, let that sit off to the side. And then, you know, I'll, you know, I still really like the game, but I just need to take a break from it. Um, we've sort of I think maybe at least some other people have kind of reached that point in regards to um, our franchise Um, it was it was brought up to the group to maybe you know finish out the last season and then either you know say hey we're going to continue but only for a certain number of seasons or possibly just you know just you know finish last season and then just you know take a break and be done um part of the part of it factoring and i think is that uh for lack of a better way to describe it i guess i guess that fatigue effect of you know we have a tendency when we start one you know we dive in and we're we hit it you know kind of like going into the weight room and you just you know you're lifting hard and heavy all the time well we've kind of got to that point where like okay we we need to slow down a little bit we need a break you know it's it's just you know maybe you know a few too many little aches and pains it's like you know what slow down a little bit and let those heal before you know getting back into it um after that conversation or at least that you know, being brought up to the group. Um, another suggestion was made because, you know, a couple of people were uncomfortable with, you know, saying, okay, we're only going an X number of seasons more and then we're calling it quits because that does, you know, for where we're at now, that does change, you know, draft strategy and you know other strategies of how you build your team because at that point you're going oh well we're only doing this for so much longer well instead of you know going long term we're going to start going a little more short-term plans for you know how we're going to do this or how i'm going to you know build my team and you know how i'm going to spend my you know money getting players um a couple of us suggested you know hey let's let's keep going but instead of you know, sticking to our rules of, okay, you've got to, you know, every two, you've got a max of two days to get stuff done. And then, you know, we need to move on. Uh, we kind of just said, you know what, let's just take it at a, when we've got time, we'll do it. Um, if it sits for, you know, a period of time, you know, whatever. Um, and I think we all agree that, you know, for the most part, the whole point of it is for us to have fun. Uh, one of the suggestions was, you know, maybe just simulating user games and not playing user games. And somebody else pointed out, it goes, that's kind of the point of all this. And that's the fun of it is that, you know, we get to play each other. Um, granted, kind of with our, with the way things have been going lately, those games are getting, I mean, most of those games are happening in the playoffs. And instead of, you know, it used to be most of those games were occurring, you know, in the championship round or at least divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, lately, we've had a lot more matchups in the wild card round. Um, a lot of that has to do with uh, the rule we put in about, you know, after, you know, three Super Bowls, you got to change teams. Um, part of that is, you know, like anything else. It, it's a vi- I mean, first and foremost, it's a video game, so conventional things of, oh, you know, this this player has started, you know, regressing to a point where we would not like them on our team anymore. 
a computer team will pick them up and it will that player is still good enough to make that computer team better so the play you know the playing field has you know sort of balanced out a little bit to where simulating you know wins isn't necessarily so easy anymore at least not once you've had to switch your team and you're basically starting over from scratch um and then that's leading to more of us you know narrowly getting into the playoffs and then that sets up the whole oh we you know it's the wild card round and we're playing instead of you know which is also leading to fewer regular season games between users because of how you know scheduling happens it's like oh well we're not all finishing you know at the top of our we're not all finishing at the top of our divisions anymore consistently and we're not all you know making deep runs to the playoffs anymore to help set up those every year oh we want to see these two play um it's you know that that part of it's not as frequent part of that i think also really kind of more has to do with the fact that you know there's only the four of us which i'm not i'm not going to complain about that in any way um sometimes do i think it would be nicer to have more people yeah but you know we we are the you know we are the core group we've you know been we've been friends and hanging out since you know we were fourth grade fifth grade and so you know that's that's what's important having you know and bringing in other people yeah it adds more teams and gets you a different variety of games to play but it also it also i guess I guess and I guess the example I'm going to put is, you know, there's sometimes in your group of friends you've got that person that, you know, doesn't really fit in with your group, but you kind of tolerate them being there because, well, you know, somebody started being friends with them, and so you don't really want to, you know, just say, you know what, hey, we just don't want you around anymore until you reach a point where something happens and then you go okay because of this particular issue yeah no that's that's it we're done um so you know the numbers numbers is kind of a it plays a factor in it but i do really enjoy the fact that it is you know this core group of you know friends that have you know been hanging out since we were little um i i tell people you know you have you have your family and then you know the family you're born into and then you can pick you know other people to be family um and as far as i'm concerned that's what we are we're all you know extended family um we still find time to do things together. We, you know, still find time when we're, you know, within vicinity of each other to, you know, you know, even if it's just us going to Kansas City for the weekend, we, you know, try to find time and say, hey, you know, we're going to be in town. You want to go catch lunch? You want to go catch dinner? You know, you know, at least, you know, get together for a little bit. And so, you know, we can catch up and, you know, now that we've got kids, you know, let the kids see each other and play a little bit. Um, and that, that's just, you know, I've noticed over the years that doesn't happen as much. Um, but, you know, getting back into the, uh, Madden things, a few other things have, have changed. Um, the Vikings are no longer owned by a user. Um, they were left for the Green Bay Packers. Um, so the owner of the Vikings now controls the Packers. Um, there was also mentioning that the, you know, owner of the Chiefs was ready to change teams, but, um, still is with the Chiefs. Um, so, uh, we got a new, new user with a new team, um, meaning the Chiefs and Cardinals are the only, you know, original, <laughs> originally owned teams that, from when we started this particular one 
Um, that being said, the next one to change would be the um, Chiefs. They will be the next one to switch teams. Um, so, uh, all that being said, uh, we'll get we'll kind of get into it. Uh, first quarter of the season's out of the way. Um, it's kind of funny watching <laughs> when a user leaves a team, watching everybody try to start cherry picking players off of that team, and you know get those get some of the players that they had that are you know worth it um and then seeing how that you know turns out um i was looking at it and i looked at you know the vikings ratings because i have i had to play you know them week one in the you know first of the season matchup on thursday night you know vikings cardinals was the matchup um, I ended up losing thirty to twenty four. I simulated it. I could have played it, but I, you know, even though I only have you know one user game this year, I was just kind of like, you know what, I'll save, save, try to save my games for maybe later in the year if I need them to either extend my cushion over my division or to stay relevant in my division for the playoffs. Um, and you know, even after, you know. Packers got to take a few of um he traded for a few of the players to go with him to um Green Bay from Minnesota. I picked up a player. Not sure if the other two picked anybody up from the Vikings or not, but you know, change changes have gone. And we were just, you know, looking at the overall for the for the Vikings after all that, and it was still um uh, pretty impressive. They were I think a ninety overall and then I think it was a 90, 91 or 92 on offense and an 89 on defense. Or no, it was an 80, 89 on offense and a 90-something on defense. Um, because you look at it, there's still like three or four superstar linebackers and two or three superstar D linemen and, um, that are not old. I guess is the way to put it. Um, they're still fairly young, so it's you know that's still gonna they're not gonna regress as much, and that's still gonna be you know so that's still gonna keep that number up there. Um, like I said, I ended up losing that game. Uh, the next week, I played the Lions at home, won that game, uh, went on the road in week three, lost to the Titans, uh, and then in week four, picked up a victory over the football team on the road. Um, so for me, so far, what I've what I've learned about this season is I can't win on the road except for the one game. Plus, it's it's still early in the year, so you know. And I, and I made some trades before you know week one. I picked up a corner, one of the Vikings' young corners that's de- that's really good um, because my uh, defensive backfield, at least at the corner position, is starting to age a little bit. Um, one one thing I've noticed, at least this go around with the uh, franchises, like I I felt in franchises before, it wasn't hard for me to you know get players to you know at least superstar, especially on offense, and it just seems like you know this time around it's not it's not as easy. Um, you know, especially the last couple of years, I feel like I've had, um, you know, one of the, and I don't mean this in a bad way, one of the Patriots complaints, you know, before the the owner took the Patriots was, you know, couldn't get any breakout games and all the rest of us were getting, you know, at least a couple of breakout games a season. Um, I think maybe the last couple of years I've only had one breakout season. A lot of my people have done advancements and stuff when we've gotten to the playoffs. Um, you know, look at last year. I was trying to get that get a game for that wide receiver, and while he had a good year, it didn't advance him at the end of the year, and I couldn't do enough during the season to get him a breakout game. I still think part of that had to do with having back-to-back user games where, you know, you're, it's we're less likely to put up 
huge numbers with one player against each other so much as you can do it against the computer. Um, maybe he'll, you know, do well enough this year that I get a breakout game and can get him to the next level. Maybe he does well enough that, you know, in the off season before the Super Bowl, it moves him up a level. Who knows? Um, but it just, it just seems like it is a lot harder this time around to get those type of games. And, you know, at least for me, it seems like I've had, you know, a lot less players, um, getting those opportunities. Um, you know, not to say that I don't have players that I've been able to take advantage of, you know, opportunities to get them those advancements, but, um, so first four weeks, two and two. Um, not gonna complain too much about that, especially after four weeks. I mean, would I like to be four and oh, three and one? Sure, but two and two is better than being one and one and three or you know oh and four. Um thankfully none of these none of these games have been against my own division, so that you know could be could be useful later, you know, get some of these hard games and get some, you know, development stuff out of the way here early so that when I start playing my division games later, it's easier to, you know, pick up those wins and, you know, set myself up for the playoffs, hopefully. Uh, next four weeks for me, uh, currently on the bye week, I'm uh, going to have some, some decisions to make about trades. Um, uh, there were a couple. There's there's a couple of players that have caught my eye that I was like, ooh, maybe I could trade for that guy, but um, not my own salary cap issues, but salary cap issues on the other teams, and um, the fact that you know you can't trade for for uh, hidden rookies. Um, there's a couple of rookies that aren't I'm one one that I would like to trade for was probably a first rounder but there's a couple others that you know just going through things going through other teams rosters that I found that it's like they're not you know they're not top tier well I take that back it's not that they're not top tier but you know they weren't first round picks they were probably you know second mid mid second to later you know players based on their overall and you're like but you know they're hidden players so it's like I can't just go you know trade for them and say hey I'm going to develop these guys you know got to wait till got to wait till the off season so um after the bye week I'll have a home game against the Texans road date with the Colts and then week 8 will be a home date with the Falcons um so I'm going to go the first half of the season without having played a division game against anybody in my division um, so that means I'll have an exciting second half of the season I guess uh, playing my division um, I have one uh, myself and the Packers have a user game in week 13 so as much as I would love to use all four of my games against my division um, I may just I don't know. I may play all the home division games and the Packers, or I might play all the road division games and the Packers, or hold out and hope I get a development game for that wide receiver and you know maybe get him get him advanced a little bit. Um, but that's the first four weeks and upcoming schedule for me. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are three and zero. They won in week one, one in week two, or they beat the Colts week one. So that gives me hope that I can get a win there. Uh, they beat the Eagles on the road in week two. Steelers on the road in week three. Uh, they're coming off their bye week in week four. Uh, so their upcoming schedule: week five will be against the Browns. Week six, they will travel to Denver for their first division. Uh, game against the Broncos. Then they'll have a division game the next week at home against the Raiders. And then in week eight, we'll travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens in prime time. Uh, speaking of prime time, looks like out of the first 
eight games of the season. Kansas City's got one. We got a Thursday nighter, Sunday nighter, Monday nighter, and another Sunday nighter. So, no, good for them. Uh, going, I think, I don't think outside of. Well, my matchup with the Falcons in Week Eight is a primetime game. Probably out of everybody, I'll have the fewest. But that's you know not that. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that primetime games mean as much on you know, in a video game other than it's just, you know, the game trying to, you know, do what you, how the schedule would be in real life or that kind of thing. Uh, after the Chiefs, we go to, I guess that makes the Packers next. Um, so the Packers, under new under new leadership, um, have started the season 3-1. and one. Uh, They picked up a victory in week one over the Lions. Uh, lost to the Bears in a user... No, sorry. Beat the Bears on the road in Week 2 in the first user game. I believe breakout games were involved. Uh, week 3, lost to the Ravens at home. Not It was not a close game. And then in Week 4, picked up a victory over their old team, the Vikings, um, in Minnesota. Um, so... Um, interestingly enough, they beat them by the same score that I lost to the Vikings by. So that's kind of an interesting little coincidence. Uh, next four weeks for the Packers, they will travel to Lamb or not travel to Lambeau. That's their home field. Uh, they will travel to Detroit to play the Lions. Then they'll have back-to-back uh, -back home games against my division opponents, the Seahawks and Niners. Um hoping for victories there because the Seahawks and Niners are leading my division right now, I think. Um, and then in week eight, they'll have a matchup with the Cowboys at home. So, you know, three straight home games there will be hopefully good for them. Um, and then last but not least, the Patriots. Patriots are one in three after the first four weeks of the season. They lost to the Jets in week one, beat the Texans in week two. Um, I believe a breakout game for the Tech for them um, for a quarterback was available for the Patriots in that game, but I think it was only if i remember correctly the messages it was because the backup quarter the starting quarterback was hurt so the backup quarterback got a breakout game just because he was playing um sometimes that happens you have players get hurt and then the backup plays and just because the backup's playing and is now the number one person they get a breakout game just because their stats went up because they're the starter um doesn't always necessarily mean you want you're going to play that game um, because if it's, you know, a drastic step between your starter and your backup player, and once your starter's back, your backup player's just going to go back to being a backup and probably not see the field, you're probably not going to use that development game on them just because, you know, your your plan probably is not for them to be long-term. Um, and then in week four, or I guess after the Texans, they picked up another loss to the Jets so that's two division games out of the way for them right there uh, and then in week four they lost to the Falcons at home uh, coming up for them week five they'll travel to Jacksonville to play the Jags week six <coughs> sorry week six they'll be home against the Titans week seven they'll have their bye week and then in week eight they will travel to Cleveland to play the Browns um, in another head-to-head -head user game, uh, looks like the Chiefs and Patriots will play this year, and that'll be it. Uh, looks like the two NFC teams play and the two AFC teams play, and that'll be the extent of our user games until the playoffs, and then it'll be the same thing we have in the regular season. It'll be AFC versus NFC. Um... So, not the start you're used to seeing from the Patriots, but if their quarterback is hurt, that will be a lot of it right there. Um, and I've said it many times before, I've seen it for me, you know, 
one of your best players goes down and it just goes, well, here goes your season. You're not going to win. Or, you you know, it just doesn't seem to want to simulate games for you. Uh, so looking at the uh, first quarter standings, uh, let's see here. Starting with the AFC East. Uh, Jets are leading the division at 3-1. and one. Everyone else in the division is 1-3. and three. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, who apparently up until, well, not apparently, up until this season have been holding their own. Uh, apparently enough of the players from when the Patriots owner was the owner of the Bills have been picked off by other teams or uh, the Bills were unable to pay everyone uh, with salary cap issues. Uh, Bills are 1-3. Uh, then the Dolphins and the Patriots are last. Um, probably because of points four. Um, out of all the teams, the Patriots have the least points for at 77. Um, and not to say that the Patriots won't get their season turned around. I have no idea how long their quarterback was injured or what his injury was to keep him out. Um, I'm sure once he gets back, they'll go back to their uh, winning ways uh, moving on to the AFC West Kansas City is 3-0 and and in first place the Raiders are second at 3-1 and followed by the Chargers at 2-2 two and two and Broncos at 2-2 two and two. Um, so thanks to that bye week in week 4 Casey's technically only played 3 games everybody else has played 4 but you know still being undefeated gets you first place uh, moving to the NFC North um, Packers lead the division at three and one. Uh, Vikings are second at two and two. That'll be an interesting race uh, to see if Packers can hold off the Vikings for first place. I think the Vikings' defense is still talented enough; they're gonna win some game. They'll they'll win more games than they lose, and then maybe they won't. And then maybe their offense is weakened enough that. That's that it, you know, won't be able to keep up. Uh, then the Bears are third at two and two, followed by the Lions at one and three. Um, so, like I said, good start for the Packers. So, so far, two of us are in the fir- are in first place in our divisions. Uh, go to my division. Uh, Seahawks are first at four and zero, oh, followed by the Rams at three and one. Uh, then me at two and two, and the Niners at zero oh and four. Um. Looking at, uh, so, yeah, having having the back half of my season be the point where I'm fighting with my division rivals instead of having so many games now might hopefully work in my favor. Hopefully I can, you know, get some players advanced and trained up and we can, you know, make a run at things. Um, talking about trades... I'm just going to look at transactions real quick. Uh, We'll just start with, well, me. I'm first. (laughs) Two to my team being first alphabetically. Uh, So far this season, I've made two trades. Uh, last I know, we didn't trade. The, we didn't change the trade rules. It's still, you know, five during the regular or five during the regular season and you know um, off season until you, you know we start the next season. So I traded. Um, I traded a backup quarter, my third string backup quarterback, and a. I think he was my. F- sixth or seventh string corner to the Niners for their backup quarterback um, who is now my backup quarterback Um, I'd had my two backup quarterbacks for a few years and neither one of them I would feel well the one I traded I would not have felt comfortable if he'd had to play and he my other backup quarterback you know, because of age, has regressed to being worse than that guy. Uh, so I, you know, felt I needed a new backup quarterback. So I picked him up 
Um, I traded... Oh, I'm sorry. Not only did I trade my third-string quarterback... Actually, I guess the one I traded was my second-string quarterback at this point. Um, a backup corner, and then my third free safety. I traded them for um, the 49ers third-string quarterback and a second-round draft pick. Um, then I used that second-round draft pick and a backup outside linebacker um, to get a corner from the Vikings. Um, so I'm not going to lie, cherry picked the Vikings a little bit since they're under new management. Um, but those are the two trades I've made so far. Um, uh, looking at the chiefs, the chiefs have made two trades as well. Um, chiefs traded a third round and fifth round pick. No, they traded a left guard. I'm assuming he was a backup. I'm not guessing they were trading starters away. Um, but they traded a backup uh, lineman to the Giants for a third and fifth round pick. Uh, the third rounder is in. will be in the upcoming draft. The fifth rounder is in the year after that. Um, then the Chiefs traded a tight end to Buffalo for their third and fifth round picks, but both picks will be to will be in the uh, not our upcoming draft at the end of this season, but would be in the draft for the after the next season. Um, so I guess uh, two years down the road is what they got these picks for. So those are the two trades the Chiefs made. Uh, let's go to the Packers. The Packers have made one, two. Packers have made three trades. Um, Viking. The Packers traded a left guard, a halfback, and a first-round pick to the Vikings for their center. Um, they okay. Hang on, and then apparently the Vikings also traded. A first two first rounders in the upcoming draft 30 and 32 as well as that center to the Packers for a first rounder and those two players um, then the Packers made a trade with the Lions uh, the Packers traded a right end a center and a defensive tackle to the Lions for a defensive tackle. And then, I don't know if these were the same trade or separate trades, but the Lions traded... Alright, we're gonna re- we're gonna re-go over this just because it's- I don't know if these were all separates or not. Um, just between the Packers and the Vikings. The Packers traded a first-round pick, a halfback, and a guard to the Vikings for a center. And two first-round two first picks. Uh, then to the Lions, the Packers traded a defensive tackle, a center, and a right, a right end, and a tight end. No. Okay. So the Packers sent a right end, a center, and a defensive tackle... To the Lions, the Lions sent the Packers a defensive tackle, um, a tight end, a middle linebacker. The Lions also traded a left tackle and a first-round pick to the Lions for their first-round pick. So it looks like so far that the Packers are stacking up on first-round picks for the next couple of years. Not a bad, not a bad strategy, especially when, at the time of the trade, one of those was for the. Oh, they trade the Packers traded a first round pick to the Lions. Okay, so they're they're gaining and you know losing. They went from the number one overall pick in thirty five to the nineteenth pick in thirty five. Um. 
then we go to the Patriots, who have not made any trades at all so far. So the Patriots still have all five. Um, the Packers are down, have either used three. I'm, I have to imagine they've used three. I don't think, because you can only trade three players at a, at a time for, you know, three players or whatever. So I think those trades with the Lions had to be two separate transactions. Um, so the Chiefs and I have each used two. I think the Packers have only used three of their trades, and the Patriots have tr- used none. Uh, let's look at our injury situation. Uh, for me, I have no one hurt. Kansas City has no one hurt. Uh, Packers have no one hurt. Uh, the Patriots, okay, they got their quarterback back, but now they're missing a halfback, but only for a couple of more weeks with a partially torn PCL. Um... So, Patriots get their pieces back. Hopefully, they'll, you know, they'll get back to their winning ways. I actually have no doubt that they will. Uh, so that's you know that's kind of what's been going on with our our franchise and kind of where we're at right now. Um, just for a you know small dose of um, reality, or. I guess not a small dose of reality, but just for a small dose of, you know, what's going on in real-world sports. Um, college football's off and running. Um, my favorite team, KU, is 5-0 and for the first time in several years. Um, the impressive part about that is that it's you know, their new coach, only his second season with the team, so to see the improvement from last season to what they're doing this season has been great to see um hopefully we can keep this coach around to keep you know that particular aspect of things going in this direction um big matchup today with tcu both teams are five and oh for the first time ever college game day will be at um ku so that's cool. I mean, especially for a school that's considered a basketball school where, you know, college game day has been to Allen Fieldhouse a few times. It's it's nice to see them there for football. Um, so we'll see how that game goes later today. Um, as for my uh, favorite NFL team, the Chiefs, they're 3-1. and one. Um, Ugly loss to the Colts. Well, I, yeah, it was an ugly loss, but it was it was a very winnable game. Um sometimes i i enjoy watching you know some show some of the you know sports shows like undisputed and speak for yourself and you know good morning football and all that just you know to hear the different viewpoints of what you know people say sometimes it gets annoying because you know so far for much of this year all everything's been about how you know tyree kill leaving kansas city and all that and it's like you know He's gone. He went to Miami. It's just done and over with. Let's let's go. Um, you know, the big question was, will Kansas City's off? What would the offense look like for Kansas City? Um, three and one so far in you know their three wins. They've put up twenty seven plus points. Two of them have been over forty points. Um, and you know the loss to the loss to the Colts. Well, nobody really saw it coming it was just one of those one of those games where you had a few too many mistakes in special teams and then um you know you make the i would consider it it was the game winning sack they sacked matt ryan kansas city was going to have the ball back and was going to i mean the colts offense was not moving the ball very well at all anyway so you got the sack you figured we get the ball back Kansas City would be able to probably run a lot more of the time off. No idea what was said, but whatever was said between um, Kansas City's defensive tackle Chris Jones and Matt Ryan, the quarterback of the Colts, after that game-winning sack, whatever the refs overheard, they determined that it needed to be flagged as a personal foul. Uh gave the Colts new life and the Colts ate up most of the rest of the clock went down and got a touchdown. Um, 
Kansas City, there was enough time Kansas City got the ball back. Could have made, you know, uh, a drive that would have gotten them in a position to probably attempt or try to win the game. Um, sometimes what kills me about interceptions is, you know, it bounces off a of receiver's hands and all anybody says, is, oh, they critique the quarterback that it was, you know, what, what kind of throw was it and all that. And either way, it, you know, they say, oh, well, the quarterback should have thrown the ball better. It's like, well, part of the job of we're paying this guy a lot of money to catch the ball. And if it's a catchable ball, it bouncing off his, you know, if he couldn't catch it and it just, I mean, if it was perfectly catchable and it bounced off his hands and the defensive back just happened to be right there, not necessarily the quarterback's fault. Uh, either way, you know, threw an interception, you know, game over. Uh, bounce back against the Bucks, who, you know, number one defense in the NFL to that point of the season were only giving up like nine points a game. Um, Shaq Barrett, He's still he's still young. Sometimes guys say things to the media, and you hear what they say, and you just go, "You really shouldn't have said that." Um, and you know what he said? It, all he all he said was, you know, he felt that you know the Tampa Bay defense would have a coming out party against Kansas City because you know they had the rushers, and you know the the only thing he said that irked me because. You know, most of it, I'm like, you're just talking up your team. I'm cool with that. The thing that irked me was, and he said, because the reason he thought they could do that was because Kansas City's offensive line was no different than it was two years ago when they played them in the Super Bowl. That, when he said that, I went, oh, this is probably not going to, you know, be a good thing for them. That's perfect bulletin board material for Kansas City because it is a new offensive line. You know, <clears throat> in in this era of sports where everything, you know, quarterback being the high-profile position, it's like, oh, well, because of that, you know, you're going to get most of the blame for things, even when a lot of it's maybe not your fault. So coming off of that Super Bowl two years ago is, oh, well, you know, Mahomes had to run for his life. Well, everybody overlooks the fact that, I mean, it was not the starting offensive line that he'd had most of the year. They had to put it together because of injuries and what they could put together at the time was not going to hold up against, you know, Tampa Bay's pass rush at the time, and Tampa Bay knew it. But coming out of that, all that's been, you know, mostly focused on is, oh, well, you know, Mahomes just didn't look good in that game. Well, he was running for his life. Of course he didn't look good, but he was still making throws running for his life that 95% of the quarterbacks in the NFL can't make. And even some of those were hitting receivers in the hands and being dropped. I mean, I know Tyreek Hill, for what everybody said that he did for the offense, which, you know, he's a special player. He did a lot. But even he had a couple of catches in that game that should have been catches, but he dropped them. I think one of them went right through his hands and bounced off his face mask. You know, but all of that gets put on the quarterback. We don't go, oh, well, you know. It hit him in the face. It went right through his hands. He should have caught that. Well, all we talk about is, well, quarterback, bad throw. Uh, so that, you know, kind of irritated me a little bit because it was like they they went out and they, it's a new offensive line. It's far better, I think, an offensive line than he had, you know, even the season they won the Super Bowl. Um and I will I will say that I do agree a lot of the times Andy Reid does not run the ball enough for um, for what I you know like to see on offense. I I give him credit for being you know the play caller that he is and you know figuring doing all the stuff that he does to take advantage of situations and create matchups that are favorable for the team. But they throw it way too much, and I know that's where the where you know offense in the NFL is going. Running is not a lost art, but it's just not emphasized as much anymore because it's mostly about the screen game and you know that kind of thing. It was it was nice to see the you know Chiefs do a little old school ground and pound football to the tune of 189 yards on the number one defense in the league. Um, I. 
you know, I've heard other people say it, and from watching that game, I agree. Um, the rookie, Isaiah Pacheco, he he's going to be fun to watch because he just runs downhill, and he runs with... I mean, he runs angry is what a lot of other people have said, and it's just he's got a hard-hitting... You know, he's hard to take down. I mean, there were several times where, you know, guys would hit him, and he'd, you know, kind of bounce off and keep going for another few yards before they gang-tackled him. I mean, it, that kind of stuff, is it's fun, and it complements, at least to me, it complements the passing game because... You know, for all the reasons people have said, you know, the Chiefs offense isn't scary because they don't have Tyreek Hill because he can't stretch the field. Well, if you can pound the football at somebody on the ground and be getting chunks of yards, well, they can't just back off and play the pass now because (laughs) they back off and play the pass. Obviously, you're getting chunk yardage on the ground, which makes it easier because now they're going to start coming back up to stop your run game that you can get passes on them. So I think, you know, the takeaway is, yes, with Tyreek Hill, they're not going to get the, you know, 80-yard bombs, and they're not going to get the, here, throw it to him for 10 yards, and then he outruns everybody for the other 50 yards or whatever for a touchdown. But they, they're they still, you know, they went out and they still got players that are going to be productive. It's just going to look different. It's not what we're used to seeing but it's still going to work and it's still you know fun to watch at least for me and I mean when you have Mahomes making plays like he did on the I think it was their third touchdown of the game where you know he did one of his little scramble things and then just you know made a play on a guy or made a play out of you know something that everybody thought was probably done and over I mean it, it's working uh, the defense, I think, is playing better. Um, it's still young, but, you know, Spagnolo defenses tend to play better at the end of the year. Um, but, you know, it's it's exciting to see both of my teams, you know, doing well. Um, one thing that has irritated me is, you know, Mahomes has been good enough that you know, it kind of seems now everybody just it's they're everybody just nitpicking at him because you know he came out, set the world on fire, and set the bar so high that it's like, well, anything short of that bar, even if it's you know not turning the even though even if he's not turning the ball over, anything short of that bar, everybody's just like, well, he's you know not the same guy. He's you know he's he's not as good. Or oh hey, the league figured him out. I, and I've heard other, you know, like sports people say, we we just seem to have this need to when somebody good, you know, reaches a certain point, we start trying to tear them back down because it's just, it, it just seems to be the cycle. And it it's kind of annoying because it's like you can't just appreciate what the guy is doing and you can't stay in reality enough to know that, you know... Tom Brady, as much as everybody calls him the greatest of all time, he's had subpar seasons by what his playing standards usually are. But nobody ever talks about, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just, oh, well, you know, it's always some other reason that, you know, Tom Brady didn't make the Super Bowl or something. It's it's never just because, you know, maybe he just had a subpar year by his standards. He didn't have great receivers or, you know, offensive line wasn't good or defense you know, didn't carry its weight or whatever. But with Mahomes, it's always, oh, well, you know, he just, he didn't do it. He didn't win the game. He he didn't make the right plays. Well, great, but if he can't, as somebody put it, you know, he can't, he can't throw the ball and then go catch it himself. If, you know, guys are dropping passes and stuff, what's he supposed to do about that? If he's making good throws and they're just not catching it, that's on the other players, not him. But because of that position, the quarterback takes the blame, and because he, you know, came out lit the NFL on fire, he kind of gets a little more scrutiny than, you know, some other people. But it's, you know, it, it's fun right now, and we've got a generation of quarterbacks in the NFL right now that are fun to watch. I mean... Josh Allen's unique in his, you know, running ability. 
Drew Burrow, I'm not so sure about yet. I mean, he's talented, but I, I just don't know what to make of him quite yet since it's only his, I think, third year in the league. He needs – we'll see how the rest of this season goes for them. They got off to kind of a rough start. Um, Herbert, you know, he's he's doing pretty good. Kind of same thing for him that I have with Burrow. It's let let him – let's let him see keep, – keep developing and see where he can – where he can go. Um, and the thing they're going to run into is when it comes time to pay all these guys. I mean, Mahomes has already got his contract, so he's good. I think Allen's probably, I think Allen might be the next one to get a contract if he hasn't got one already. And then, you know, Cincinnati and Chargers are going to have to pay Burrow and Herbert. And when they do that, are their GMs going to be able to, you know, keep, decent talent around him I mean what happens when Jamar Chase needs to get paid what happens when you know Keenan Allen and Mike Williams need to get paid again what happens you know if Bosa for the Chargers has another monster season what happens when you got to pay him I mean some of these guys are all kind of getting ready to come off their rookie contracts and you know once that rookie contract's up the price starts going up um so it'll it'll be fun um, to see how the rest of the NFL season goes. Um, so after all that ranting, well, not really ranting, but all that kind of rambling about stuff, uh, we'll wrap this up. I think this is probably the longest one I've ever done. Um, don't expect everybody to sit through it all. We'll see if anybody does. Might be as good as you're just driving around kind of thing to listen to. Honestly, I don't know if anybody really does listen to it that much. Um, but we'll check in at the midway point, see where everybody's at. Um, so we'll see you then.